Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for tuning into the show. I just wanted to let you know that this episode right here, it contains explicit content. So if you got some kids around, if you got the dogs around and you don't want them to hear bad language, you want them to hear some really, really dirty words, I'd put them to bed. Uh, other than that, enjoy the show. And uh, his sister Kendall. So Sweet, CJ, and their friends, and Big Smoke and Ryder. They like join the grocery gang, and what happened is they started working their way up through the, the gang, and they became the leaders of the gang. And when Carl's family, What's going on? Talks Radio. Tevin West. That's where you're at. Now today, special topics days, you know what I mean? Well maybe it's maybe it's not random because it's what I grew up it's what I grew up doing. So but I want to talk about Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that was definitely a part of my childhood. I think we can make an argument that no other video game franchise in history has had the kind of mainstream appeal and attention to the levels of Grand Theft Auto. Rockstar Games has been in the spotlight for a long time, and then they maintained a level of consistency and quality, and they got other games in this company that proved that. Examples would be Red Dead Redemption, that Red Dead Redemption where he like came back as a zombie, I didn't play those. I just know those in passing. Whenever I say I know about something in passing, it just means that I know about the pop culture reference to it. Not necessarily like indulge it. Bully, I know that in passing as well. And then State of Emergency, which I actually played. You know, I, I rented that from Video Warehouse when I was a kid. Y'all remember like when we used to go rent movies and games? Y'all remember when we used to like go out, you know, like on that Friday, like, wh- like, what'd you, what'd you rent? Me, pops, and mom. We we went to Video Warehouse on Russell Partway on the South Side. It's a uh, it's a five star beauty shop now. By the way, those are like popping up all over we town. They turned the shoes. CVS over there and, into a beauty supply store. L O L CVS. Like it's still got this it's still got like the CVS form fit and function. But um I bought some aviator shades from like from them guys. So shout the out to the five star beauty band. Like but back to GTA. So the GTA series dates back to the late nineties and then GTA was like first called Cops and Robbers. They was designing the game one day and then they they had this situation happen what they call error coding and it's all my it people out here and game designers you know what that means but the game is called cops and robbers and they had like an error coding and pretty much like the the, the error coding led to like the police npcs that's non-playable characters uh for you non-gamers uh becoming increasingly hostile so yeah that's how this started an error what's the life event in this case it's okay to like make mistakes when you're working on your craft, bro. It usually contributes to like the, like the sum total of what you want to accomplish. You got to see that. Like 
oftentimes we're too afraid to make a a mistake. That's what a miracle is, man. I, I make mistakes with this podcast thing all the time. Like I've re-recorded and re-recorded like this particular episode. I've re rewrote scripts and rewrote scripts, but bro, I I rewrote I rewrote this script like three times, fam. Like L O L, bro. So anywho, like once they once they found this aggressive police NPCs, uh, you know. They they kind of like found their golden ticket, cause like well, I guess once you got the aggressive police, it's like now you can create a game out of it, and now you can add more layers to it. Right away, they started doing like like a lot of like shock and awe branding. And if you just go, if you just go online and type in like GTA trailers, like from today, from yesterday to today, like like from then till now, like you'll see like what I'm talking about. The GTA like trailers are just super controversial and this controversial because that's how, that's how they're gonna sell a product, and it it is controversial and it is like off putting, but we just look at it as normal now because we have been in some fashion like normalized like we've been conditioned to think that this is normal. But me too, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up playing this game, so. <laughs> Uh, I do a lot. Of, I mean, all types of homicides, robins. We'll get into that. <laughs> so, like I was saying with the news, uh, saying everything negative about it, you got to think this was 2000s, man. So, you know, a lot more like hardline conservative views r- rule the day and tried to put a bad name on them. But it basically blew them up, like made them popular because, you know, if people say it's bad. Certain got to have it, right? So now that I'm I gave you like the background, I feel like it's time to like you feel me? Let's see what I'm saying. So so as Rockstar begins like having um as as they as they like came out of the nineties into the new millennium, they they're go on to when they go into the reinventing themselves phase, it pretty much starts with Grand Theft Auto Three. Now Grand Theft Auto 3, it pretty much got you into where you're like open 3D world. You know what I mean? There's, you know, you're not playing from that aerial view. Now you're playing, you know, with the camera like third person. You know what I mean? So, the, you know, the game itself was pretty much like, you know, open world. Like I said, it's in the 3D universe. And then the sequel, Vice City, was pretty much built on the foundation. And then the game itself, you know, it was just straight heat. However, in my humble opinion, it's really like the next game in this series that would solidify Rockstar's position as a like a real giant in the industry at the time. Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. I played this GTA game the most in the P2, PS2 era. You know what I'm saying? And it went, but when I say P2 era, you know, that's, that's, that's GTA 3, that's you know, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, which Vice City Stories is very, very hard to find. Like, that's that's like the rarest, like, 3D universe uh, GTA games. I, that's the game that I played the most out of all those GTAs that are on the PS2. You know what I mean? I, I got San, you know what I mean? San Andreas right now on my Xbox 360. By the way, 
uh, music, rock star. You only got like one Bay Area artist on San Andreas. Too short. San, uh, Los Santos Radio. Like, what's up with that, bro? At least you put San Fierro in the game. All right. When we come back on the show, we'll go into the story of GTA. But, you know, first, quick work from our sponsors at, health, at Westside Healthcare. Where can we go to find low cost but decent healthcare plan? Lost Medicare, chip coverage player. Don't worry about none of that. Westside Healthcare is going to take care of all that for you. Emergency plan for when my badass kids stub his toe. What about me? I'm an old lady. I got three kids, but they ain't worth a damn. They done left me at this house all by myself. What if I fall and break a hip? Will you be able to help me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying here at Westside Healthcare. We always going to make sure keep your game tight. We don't ever want to leave you out on the bad foot. If you got any questions or concerns, just call us at our office here. 445-8286. That's 445-8286. We're out here over on Manchester. It's Westside Healthcare. Come get you some. Yeah, da, da. And then... It was oh, that was on the PS2. Uh, so for me, that's that's where it started. Like to see it, you know. My cousins were playing that, and I was too young to play it. Still, I played the I played it though. I played Grand Theft Auto Three, and I know the story. And I didn't really play Vice City like that. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't I didn't play Vice City as much. Um, I mean, I would read through a lot of the tips and tricks books that they had for those because that's what they used to have tips and tricks guys. And you used to have cheat codes, you know, but you had to buy the disc. You know what I mean? You had to buy the, it's called a Game Shark. You know, you have to buy the disc and get the cheat codes to get them there and you can load them onto the game. But I'm getting a little too off topic. My my GTA game that I played was San Andreas. So I wanted to go over, you know, the plot in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and talk about it as a whole and how I saw it and what did I think it did for society, particularly my age. So. With the new Grand Theft Auto's uh, trailer coming out, I thought it'd be a good time to get back to to get back to some of this type of thing. No, I know my age group still games. You know what I mean. So five years ago, Carl Johnson escaped from this is from the GTA fandom website. Five years ago, Carl Johnson escaped from the pressures of life in Los Santos, San Andreas, a city tearing itself apart with gang trouble, drugs, and corruption. Where film stars and millionaires do the best to avoid game makers. Yep, yep. So you know, Carl was the main character in GTA uh, San Andreas. He was the, as far as I know, the only playable character, um, unless you had some type of weird cheat codes. And uh, he went to go home to see his mom, and he was living in Liberty City. And when he got home, you know, he met uh, with some police officers. Some very corrupt police officers, right? And so it says, on his return to the neighborhood, a couple of corrupt cops frame him for homicide, right? CJ is forced to, uh, to take a journey that, that puts him across the entire state to, of San Andreas to save his family and take control of the street. So uh, this is how, by the way, I wanted to shout out Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and not Grand Theft Auto 5, because I played Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5. You know what I mean? 
Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 4, and Grand Theft Auto uh, 5. I played all those. So I actually have my, I actually have Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on Xbox 360. I have an Xbox 360 console. So if you want to know if I game, yeah, I game on the 360. <laughs> Y'all going to kill me for that. Uh, What? Well, I just want to shout out. Bro, what are you talking Grand about, Grand Theft Auto man? San Andreas for putting out the entire state of California. And you can appreciate that. Now, the Grand Theft Auto 5 did not. Grand Theft Auto 5 had all of uh, Southern L.A., and that's about it. And that's just not going to cut it because that's not all of California. So, so now, this is and this is set in the early 90s. So it's like Carl Johnson has a, a family he belongs to, and Los Santos is called Grove Street, and it happens to be a gang organization as well. And he, sh- he, sh- he shares a house with his mother, which is Beverly, and his brother, Sean. They call him Sweet. And Brian and uh, his sister Kendall. So Sweet CJ and their friends and Big Smoke and Ryder, they like joined the Grove Street gang. And what happened is they started working their way up through the, the gang and they became the leaders of the gang. And when Carl's family, when Carl became the underboss and Big Smoke and Ryder became high ranking lieutenants, the Grove Street family gained power in Los, Los Santos. And they ended up fighting with rival gangs, Ballas and Vagos, for the control of the streets of Los Santos. So the Ballas were were green. I mean, not green, but purple. You know what I'm saying? The Grove Street family was green. You will also know, like, because like, you had to go tag up. You know what I'm saying? You have to go. Like, one of the first missions you have to do at San Andreas is you have to go. When you get back from Liberty City is you got to go with and tag up, you gotta go with Big Smoke, and you gotta go tag up some of the areas of the ballers so you can have that turf. And if you tag it, you know, at a certain point, like, you'll have that territory, but then you gotta continue to fight. Like, as the game goes on, you gotta continue to, like, fight for that territory, or it'll be taken over. And you can also take people's territories, but you gotta go through a big old gang war. So, <clears throat> it says, um, in 1987, Brian Johnson died, which was one of CJ's brother. The cause of his death was never released, though it's implied that Carl was present and did not attempt to help him. Sweet held Carl responsible for Brian's death, which led Carl to leaving Los Santos to Liberty City. So he started working as a car thief for Joey Leon. Joey Leon is one of the mobsters in Grand Theft Auto 3 who tells Claude to go around and do a whole bunch of dirt. And the Grove Street families began losing power once CJ left. And with enemies strengthening due to the highly lucrative drug trade in Los Santos, eventually they lost turf to the Ballers and the Vagos, excuse me. And the and the gang maintained control of their remaining territories. So Grove Street, you know, did split up into three different factions. Grove Street families, which is the um in the Seville Boulevard families, and uh the Temple Drive families. Okay. So the Temple Drive families are actually close to the beach. So that was all, that was all like pre-game. <laughs> I'm what? Talking, like the story I was just telling you, like, they were, like bro, what are you talking about, man? Manager. That was all pre-game. But I was telling you stuff that did happen in the game. So in 1992, um, the Ballers had planned to assassinate Sweet to the, deprive him of leadership 
They ended up killing CJ's mother. In sweet phone, Carl to inform him of their mother's death, and Carl agreed to return to Los Santos from the funeral. So once he comes back, this is where the story begins that I was kind of like telling you and bringing you up. Now you're brought to speed, so here we go. Carl arrives at the airport and takes a taxi back to his mother's house. He's arrested by Frank Tenpenny, Eddie Pulaski, and Jimmy Hernandez. And they are with the LSPD, but they're very corrupt. And they're running a uh, drug force unit called Crash. Very ironic, because they're the ultimate crash test dummies in this game. So they, you know, they frame him for the murder of another officer, Ralph Pendleberry. And unless he works for them, whenever he's basically going to go to jail. And um, so off he goes. You know, he has to ride a bike through... They drop him off in Bala's territory, which is so, so terrible. Uh, tried to throw, like, an, a knock to stuff, like Boys in the Hood. Uh, I think one of those movies, they got dropped off in the, um, yeah, it was, Minister Society. Yeah, uh, Tyron, Ta- Tyron Turner. And um, that name Frankie Lyman. <laughs> Ren State, bro. So they dropped him off in um, SA's territory. Carl got dropped off in, he got dropped off in, what'd you call that? Baller's territory. So he had to ride his bike. You know, you gotta, you know, like, cause he gets up, and that's where this meme, this meme that goes around. You ever heard like, oh, oh shit, shit, we go again. Here we go like, again. That meme is where this comes from. Um, he has to ride his bike back, and he ends up getting out back to Grove Street. Once he reunites with Big Smoke and and Ryder and Sweet, he, he's he's gonna learn who they're gonna learn who killed the mother, right? Um. And also, it was in a green saber. They also like point this out in the story. A green saber did the drive by. Uh, make note of that. Anyway, um, so the pair drive to a funeral where Carl reunites with Sweet, Kendall, and Ryder. That's the funeral I was talking about. Sweet is displeased with Carl's return because he was, you know, claiming that Carl ran away. But Carl only left because, you know, like we had said, you know, he was getting blamed by Sweet for the death of his brother, Brian. And so the, um, while, they're, while they're at the funeral, the ballers attempt to drive by and they destroy um, Smoke's car while they do it. And then they have to escape the ballers drive by riding bikes back to Grove Street. And then Carl decides to stay and help Grove Street to get back on his feet. So... That's where we are with the story. But before we go any further, we got to pay some bills. So a quick word from our sponsor from uh, Offices of Holy Sheet. Good, you feel me? I'm hurt. How can I get my groove back? Been hurt? Been harmed in an accident, big dog? Don't worry. With the law offices of Holy Sheep, we can get you paid and send on your way. Oh man, what's good? You feel me? Nah, I was hurt in a bad way, you feel me? But the law offices of Holy Sheep, 
<laughs> the boys, they, they did it. it. It changed the forecast for me. I'm not going to lie. And the law office is a holy sheet. You know what I'm saying? You're going to receive hella good instruction on how to deal with your baby mamas. You know what I'm saying? And the law office is a holy sheet. You know what I'm saying? You're going to receive hella good counseling on, you know what I'm saying, on where to put your little extras. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Make sure the boys don't tell you from, you know what I'm saying? Your holy sheet, you know what I'm saying? You're going to do extra things, you know what I'm saying? Hella good things, you know what I'm saying? To make sure that your your extra's right, you know what I'm saying? Make sure your your nuptial's right, you know what I'm saying? Make sure your fetty, your squilly, your scratch is ready. So come on down and see us at holy sheet, you know what I'm saying? We down here on 55 Bon Bon Avenue. That's 55 Bon Bon Avenue. Come get yours, Mike. Holy sheet. The law office of holy sheet does not hold purposes of liability. We're back, and we're going over the San Andreas timeline here. So we go all the way through CJ getting back. He's in Bala's territory, gets back. And what happens is they get in the, they, he meets up with Sweet and his family at the funeral, and then they get in an accident. <clears throat> oh, no, the drive-by shooting occurs, and it blows up Sweet's car, and now they got to go back to... The freaking grocery and so what happens is a slew of you know side missions until the big mission comes along so at first by the way los santos is not the only place in 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 san andreas i just want to let you know that there's more places but we got to get to that later so jobs is like spray paint uh spraying enemy gang tags like i spoke of earlier cleaning the hood of crack dealers buying weapons from emmett and performing drive-bys and ballers territory that's how they get their power. And so you'll be doing that in the game. And so eventually you're going to move on to bigger operations. And um, those, like I said, those are all the side missions. But in the uh, but it's all to restore the gang power. And then one of the missions you're going to do that you're going to you're going to remember is the one with OG Loke. Right. So it's like an occasional gang member. OG Loke is released from prison. And he wants he wants CJ to help him kill his former cellmate. <clears throat> and then CJ helps him uh, make him name for himself in the rap industry by stealing some equipment from a beach party. Because you got to like do a little dance, you know, um, while you're at the beach. Like, it, uh, I think it's the Hollywood song. Like, hey, hey, hey. Dun, dun, dun. What you got to say? And you do like the up down with the D pad. You just be killing that hoe. Like you had to get it right. And then you get it right. And then you just take take the van. Rhyme book got to go up in the, uh, the the San Andreas Hills, I guess. And then uh, steal a rhyme book from this guy named Mad Dog. He's a rapper. And then you gotta kill his manager because you know rappers can't function without their handler. <laughs> While attending a party hosted by OG Loke, several ballers attack Grove Street, but CJ and Sweet are, are able to defend them. All. And then. This is where we move into the story here, so I'm gonna take you piece by piece, cause you know you like to hear about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, obviously. So Sweet asks uh, CJ to spy on Kendall's new boyfriend, which is Caesar, C- and he's the leader of the Hispanic uh, Varios Los Aztecas in that set, which displeases Sweet, despite his initial prejudices, cause there's you know there's uh, there's beef between black and brown, but uh, I mean. There's no beef between black and brown, really. <laughs> CJ competes in a car race against Caesar after two, uh, after the two which become good friends. But hey, nah, it's like 
he did like a low rider contest too though. Crash is crash like pretty much like incriminating him for the officer the murder of an officer is probably the main thing. So the gang stuff and all that is a side mission. Such as burning down <clears throat> a house occupied by Vagos, that's what they want to do. And interrupting a meeting between some ballers and the Russian mafia. Gosh, it's a lot going on. I didn't realize how I didn't realize how heavy this shit was when I was a kid. Goodness. Eventually CJ takes over the ballers territory of Glen Park and kills a former Grove Street member who joined the ballers named Lil Weasel. Shortly after, Sweet informs Carl of several high-ranking ballers attending Weasel's funeral, including Kane. And the brothers use this opportunity to kill them and weakening their enemy. And then CJ takes over more territories in Grove Street and sweets the decides to attempt to reunite the three sets of the families with Big Smoke, Ryder, and CJ's help. And then, right before that happens, CJ is called by Caesar to let him see something. He has to see, and he asks him to meet him in the um, what's called the Verdant Bluffs. And Caesar is going to reveal that he had been investigating a drive-by shooting that killed his mother, Beverly, and then he learned, which was meant for Sweet. And the pair, when they get there, and they like, like CJ gets in the car, and he sees the saber, and he sees Big Smoke, Ryder, and the crash unit, and some ballers exiting a garage containing a green saber, the one that was used in the drive-by. And this makes CJ realize that, you know, Big Smoke and Ryder have pretty much been sellouts into the Grove Street, to the ballers. And so they've been working with the enemy and, and crash, you know. So they're pretty much, they were the ones who organized that drive-by. They tried to get Sweet killed and wipe out the game, pretty much. And then CJ concludes that Sweet must be headed into a trap and you got to go save him. So when he goes... And he, he finds him like severely injured and then sweet orders Carl to leave and he refuses and Carl refuses and kills several ways of ballers. And then what happens is the police finally arrest Carl and sweet. Now this is the part that gets really, really crazy. Then this is when he starts, this is when he moves over to um, the Northern start, like the Northern part of uh, California. He goes outside of angel. What? He goes outside of Los Santos and he goes Bro, to the small town of Angel now? Pine. It's in the countryside area of Whetstone. Yeah, so Whetstone is pretty much the place that's. I would almost imagine it like more like a like a redwood. You know what I'm saying? Basically, uh, is like to the north of that is San Fran, San Fierro, which would be San Francisco. And so what happens is CJ ends up being put in this put in this countryside and that's when so that's when like crash warns carl to not return to los santos and try not to kill big smoke and then or he's you know sweet's gonna suffer in prison they'll probably kill him so they continue blackmailing cj until working for them and killing an informant that's under fbi protection i remember that because you gotta go and it's this trailer bro you gotta go um you gotta go you gotta sneak around this back way around where all these FBI agents are, and but you gotta take pictures of them first. You gotta take pictures of the dude, like. You, but you gotta you gotta hide because all the FBI the FBI agents are all around it. You know what I'm saying? Or F, FIB, that's what they call it. But you kill all the agents and then you kill him after you take the pictures, and then that's what you do. And so what happens is uh, after the job is done, Carl decides to start making money and. He wants to call Caesar because he wants to like get like at a garage and stuff up. And I think telling CJ to meet up with Catalina. Catalina, 
Catalina's from GTA 3. Catalina is the absolute Jezebel hussy that got clawed in the predicament he was in. You know what I mean? From the beginning, like, she's in the beginning of GTA 3's, like, opening scene when she, like, runs out with Claude. And um, after robbing, I think, a bank or something. Um, and she said, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just moving. I'm just thinking about other people or something like that. And she shot his ass, like, plain and good. He ended up in prison. So, yeah, she's hussy. And so, but she ends up being, you know, locked in with CJ. And they start to um, perform, like, a lot of small-time robbery. So, side missions here, but you still got the workings of uh, Crash manipulating CJ. So, Carl's soon summoned by Officer Tim Penny, who's the leader of Crash. Just want to let you know who's voiced by... Samuel L. Jackson, he did an amazing job on Office of He really did. And Carl is summoned uh, for another job and is introduced to a hippie named The Truth. Yeah, The Truth. Yeah, that's his marijuana supplier. So Tim, Tim Penny asked CJ to assist in Truth producing a large quantity of, of uh, yeah, which will, he will need in the future. And The Truth requests that Carl steal a combine harvester. Now, when you go steal this combine harvester, bro, you got to get you gotta still come out here. All these trucks and stuff are trying to ram into you. And bro, I had a little bit of a tough time because they were always um, getting out of the corner. They would like ram the trucks, would ram me up under, and it would roll over my. It would roll over the harvester, and I'd blow it up. But uh, after that, uh, uh, Carl calls Caesar and insists that he leaves Santos with. Los Santos with Kendall as the Grove Street families and the Varios Los Aztecas have both disbanded. So, yeah, they, they got both gangs disbanded. Um, the Vagos are are the green. Like, they're like, they're like, sort of like a mint green. And the um, Varios Los Aztecas are <clears throat> yellow. So, they're gone and Grove Street gone. And they just, they chose to run their, their um, they chose to run their operations, their corrupt operations and their rackets through the bottles and the vodka. CJ meets with <coughs> Caesar and Kendall and rents them a trailer uh, home in Pop- Angel Pine until he finds a better place for them to stay. Later, Carl begins competing in car races where he reads <laughs> Woozy Moo. Woozy Moo is the blind guy that you'll have to race against, and he's blind, but he's driving, and nobody knows how he's able to do it. But this is how you get into that section of um, Northern California where it's... Um, He's a blind leader of Mountain Cloud Boys, a subsection of the San Fierro Triads. And they do they compete in a race against Catalina's new boyfriend, Claude, who I spoke of. He's from GTA 3. Went in a deed to a garage in San Fierro. And by the way, these events happen before GTA 3. Okay? So this is later on. Like, what I'm talking about, like, Claude is later. This is the 90s. He's in the 2000s. Went in a deed to a garage in San Fierro after parting ways with Catalina. Catalina, who leaves for Liberty City with Claude, as I just said. CJ returns to the truth to inform him that the marijuana supply for Tenpenny is ready. However, the police find out about the weed farm after being tipped off by Tenpenny. So, truth has the torches fields. And so do you. You have to help him and you have to destroy a police helicopter with a rocket launcher. There's a lot going on in here, bro, I swear. And then, before driving to Carl's garage in San Friero, because that's what they were looking at before all this popped out to uh, Carl CJ and um, Carl CJ and uh, Kendall were looking at a garage in San Fierro. Um, but they store all, this, all their stuff in San Fierro. 
now uh, for the next part, the Saint Vieira part, favorite part. But before we do that, we'll go to our sponsor here. Somewhere between clogged arteries and heart disease, premature deaths, and late night clubbing and hookah sessions, we've forgotten about good old father time. Perhaps we ask ourselves, what are we really thinking? All that badass eating, smoking, and late nights ain't good for you. We should get the most out of Mother Nature's ingredients, not hinder them. And remind ourselves, this ain't sweet. We can die if we don't take care of our health with our silly people. Marvelous things in this world we can produce, but you can't see that if you're stuffing your face. Westside Healthy Cereal Snacks. Keeping you alive at least till 75. Westside Healthy Cereal Snacks has no way to scientifically prove that our products keep you living till 75. We just say that because we can't. You got to put the work in. Okay, so last segment to end the show. I wanted to talk about the San Fierro leg of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And basically, I was talking about the garage that they got. Well, they won it from a race. Okay. So the garage is in San Fierro, obviously. And they get the garage from Claude, who is, as I said before, from GTA 3. And they travel there. Him and his peoples, and they transform the garage into a profitable uh, business. And basically, while he's in San Fierro, he works for the local triads, and he ends up befriending Woozy, who he was in a race with. And then they decide to end it, they decide to infiltrate the local syndicate, which is the main supplier for the ballers, and they're going to cut their supply off. The ballers, the ballers, starve them, and then put the Grove Street family back in position of power. This is some deep stuff. <laughs> um, and then, so they're destroying them from the inside. And then after earning a trust, and CJ like kills pretty much all the all the leaders. And then Ryder is, Ryder is one of those leaders and he destroys the drug laboratory. So the loco syndicate leader name was Mike Carino. And CJ had did a sweep and supposedly killed Torino, but he didn't. Uh, he faked his death. Mike did. And he contacts CJ for some assistance on his matters. But he also wants to let CJ know that he's a government agent. He's a federal agent for the FIB. And so they go on missions together and carry out several operations. They're huge. They're not like small tasks, man. He, he's, asking, he's asking CJ to do a lot of stuff. And then in return, he's going to release sweet from prison because he's got more pool than Tim Penny does. CJ travels to Los Venturas to help Woozy open the casino as well. And I think that's what's cool about the landscape of San Andreas. It goes down from like Los Los Santos, which would be Los Angeles, all the way like they got like a little coastland, kind of like remind you like Monterey or San Diego on the side. Uh and then you go all the way up the central and it kind of turns into like countryside, Angel Pine, Redwood, and then well, it was Red County there, but it's Redwood, California. But and then on the on the east side, you'll go all the way to San Fierro, and they got the Easter Bay Airport. And then above, you pretty much cross over the what is the Golden Gate Bridge to get from San Fierro to Los Venturas, which would be Las Vegas. And I think that's just very cool because 
San Andreas, to my knowledge, was like the only. So what happens is he goes to open the casino. CJ does with Woozy. And then they face competition from the mafia because the mafia was there before. And then they organize a robbery of the rival mob. And then they they just basically like rob their casino. And they succeed at it. And then like Salvatore Leone, um, who is one of the mob bosses that runs a casino over there, he's pretty mad at CJ and he's going to get revenge on him. That's what he says. So then Tim Penny orders Officer Pulaski to kill Jimmy Hernandez and CJ. Jimmy Hernandez is part of the crash unit, but he's like basically like outing their corruption. And, you know, he's been wanting to get rid of CJ. So to tie up loose ends. And so he has Pulaski go do his dirty work. Pulaski ends up killing Hernandez, but he doesn't end up killing CJ. CJ ends up killing Pulaski. And then what happens is CJ <laughs> then saves the rapper Mad Dog from a suicide attempt. Now, Mad Dog commits suicide because pretty much CJ helped OG Loke steal his rhyme book and kill his manager. And so, like, he became, like, an afterthought in the music business, and he lost all his money, and he lost his mansion. So he's just going to commit suicide. CJ actually helps save him, and then he wants CJ to become his manager and help him rebuild his career. And then they pretty much go back to Los Santos to overtake Mad Dog's mansion. So he <laughs> CJ is so... So, so just in it for the money, man. He just be he be taking whatever side he can to get the money. But so Torino um eventually gets Sweet out of prison, and then Sweet, Sweet, Sweet is he berates CJ for like not not taking care of business in the gang area. Like I'm sorry, big bro, that I didn't go and uh, do a whole bunch of like backwards hustling so that's what he got mad at him he got mad at him because see he got mad at cj because cj was making legitimate moves and he wasn't thinking small-minded but he didn't even know cj was but see here's the deal cj was thinking about the family because he was thinking big time as cj went and cut off the supply of the ballers the loco syndicate he went and killed that whole organization he stopped that whole flow he, he he cut off the ball so actually you know sweet sweet doesn't have a vision and sweet wouldn't know because sweet had sweet was in jail so while sweet was in jail cj was out making moves for the family on a higher level so really he's wrong for that but tim penny is a correct arrested for corruption and this is where the story kind of like comes to a head and he like he has a trial but then he's acquitted and then what happens is there's riots. And that kind of like reminds you of like the Rodney King. I mean, I wasn't born for it. I was born in 94, but the Rodney King beatings, like uh, those cops were acquitted and then it was like a riot, you know what I'm saying, in the city. So they have a riot and then, you know, pretty much like what happens is CJ begins to put Varios Los, Te Los Aztecas, which is the yellow um hispanic gang back in power over territories from the ballers and the vagos which is a green gang like the mint green gang and then he put the grove street family back on so it's those two gangs back on and so it's trading out one bad for another bad goodness um and then so basically they track big smoke down his fortress they kill him and then tim penny goes to collect um after his trial after he's acquitted he goes to collect his money from big smoke 
and he finds CJ there, and CJ begins to like chase him. You know, he, they go on like this high speed chase while all this stuff is going around, all, all this uh, you know riots and stuff, and pretty much Tim Penny is in a big ass fire truck. He ends up rolling the fire truck over, and you know has an accident, dies from his injuries, and then they pretty much, you know, they celebrate that he's dead, and they you know, CJ just goes and check on the neighborhood. Now, wanted to close this out with some of the things that you could do on GTA three that I really didn't discuss that I thought was kind of cool. And a few of the things that I, I, I remember that I liked that were pretty cool was being able to use the jetpack. I remember, I don't know why I tie the jetpack. I don't know why I tie the jetpack and lost Venturas together, but, I'd always like fly the jetpack over, you know, all of San Andreas to get to, to get to Los Venturas and then try to get on the pyramid and try to like go as high as I can. You could jump off a, of a, uh, you could jump from a plane using a parachute. You could jump from a tall building using a parachute on this. I think this was a second game you could do. I think you could do it on Vice City as well. Uh, you could also acquire gang territories like I had spoken of you could also have sex with hookers and your girlfriends in this game i'm not sure if this was the first one but i do know that this was around the time that it started happening and and now you can have sex with hookers and all of them and you better believe you best believe that little boys like myself and many others across the nation were doing it just for the purpose of that you know what i'm saying like yeah we'd have our little girlfriend and we take them, we take them out, and at the end of the night, we expect them. You know what I'm saying? So that was our, that was some of our first tastes of dating, right there, and how to, how to, how to treat a lady, right there. If that tells you anything about our generation. But as far as the life lesson, I wanted to tie into it. Besides the early one I had mentioned, this is more about evolving. You know, uh, GTA Six is coming out in 2025. It took Rockstar 10 years to get to this point to make a new one. The last one they made was GTA 5. But at the end of the day, and they gotten some pretty, you know, some pretty terrible feedback because it took them so long to to put the game out and took them they just put out like a 90-minute trailer, you know, for the new for the new GTA that doesn't come out till 2025 and everybody's still, you know, Everybody, nobody's satisfied. It's very hard to appease people. People are very unappeasable. So what does that mean for you in your life and how you can apply it? What does GTA San Andreas have to do with your life in the GTA series? You can, you can learn to continue evolving like Rockstar Games does with GTA. It doesn't matter how, how long it takes them to work on what they're doing. They're going to put out a product and people are going to buy it and people are going to make them money because they put out a good product and they've been putting out a good product for so long and so consistently. And so if you as a human being can keep evolving and keep working on the abilities and the gifts that God is giving you, you can continue cultivating them. You don't have anything to worry about. Your gifts will make room for you. You just have to keep evolving. I, I don't want to hear this. I'm cool where I'm at. Life is meant to evolve. So even if you're getting better 1% every day, you're getting better. 
you're not meant to stay stagnant. You're either getting better or you're not. And it's push and pull all the time. So that's all I've got. This is Talks Radio. Tevin West. Have a good night. You know what I'm saying? Nobody outside cause they know what I